Kings of the Horror Podcast. We are working through our technical difficulties this morning to make sure that we get this right for you. you. We are live streaming on YouTube and Facebook right now. And if you are listening to us, not by watching the video, but actually hearing us streaming, we are streaming everywhere in the world right now. My name is Tariq Gomari Walton. I am a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. This is the Kings of the Horror Podcast. And I am not by myself. It is never the case I'm by myself because you know who is also here with me? My brother, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, what's up, man? Uh, it's good to be here, man. As always, really excited, loving the energy, man. So it's going to be a good one. It's going to be live, but you know what? It's, it's not live. just Kings of the Heart today. Nope. This is when we celebrate with our extended family. This is the, the Royal Cypher. You know why it's the Royal Cypher? Because we have our additional clinician, our friend, our buddy, Miss... Anisha, Prasad. Anisha, what's Whoa. happening? Anisha. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Thanks for having me. Happy to have you as well. As always. always. Look at man. It is the holiday season. There is so much that's going on. Families are incorporating other families into their schedules as they're traveling around. People spending a lot of time with their in-laws. And there can often be issues when that happens. You know, these are people that we're not interacting with every day. And so when we finally get together, especially face to face, a lot of drama can pop off. And so what we want to talk about today is how do you actually navigate those in-law relationships during the holidays? That sound good to you guys? Yeah, that sounds good. You know, so Anisha, I want to start off with you. You know, when you think about this particular topic, when you think about what's happening during the holidays, what's the, the first thing that pops into your mind when it comes to the issues people have around navigating those in-law relationships during the holidays? What I think of first is um, that feeling of obligation and expectation mm, right. Right? that we're supposed to get together with nope. them. And it's supposed to be this great moment of closeness and warmth. And it doesn't always feel like that. Yeah. Um, and then when you think about um, couples trying to navigate that, you know, who's, house are we going to um what are we going to encounter um invariably like when you go back home the you know spouse whose whose family is like you get sucked into your old family dynamics yeah or may not include you know your your significant other or spouse and it can just be all kinds of drama i don't know about you all but that time between like Thanksgiving and New Year's, I get so many referrals, mm, right? True that. You get into these moments and you're like, yo, I don't like any of this. Mm -hmm, it yeah. goes back to that, that pressure of what it's supposed to be. And it's difficult to manage like what actually is when you're up close in it. Yeah. What are you, Dr. John? What, what are some things that pop into your mind around this time of year? Uh, I think uh, everything Anisha was saying, I was actually saying to a client, 
uh, <laughs> a couple of days ago. So that was really spot on, and I agree. I think I think I, I, the way I would sum it up is uh, something I tell all my clients. It was it was funny on my way to campus when I was in uh, grad school. You know, they were interviewing folks about the holidays, the same topic we're talking about. Okay. And uh, this one sister jumped on a call, and the question was two parts. It was like, what's the the best part about the holidays with the worst part they said what's the you know what's the best part about the holidays she said family she said what's the worst part about the holidays she said family, family. yep and, and, <laughs> and, and it really summed up like I I, I I it was very validating like everyone laughed on the call but it was very validating you know to be around family is a blessing it's amazing especially family you haven't seen in a while but it's also very stressful to a lot of the points um, I've heard um, clients mention a lot of that, like, you know, Anisha highlighted, you know, that it's it's a time where family dynamics start, people go right back originally into their roles, if you're not really careful, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always uh, a, a dangerous time for drama to come up and for conflicts to be handled, you know, which makes it very awkward. Um, from a couple standpoint, Anisha is right, too. How do you balance, you know, trying to respect traditions uh, uh, family, cultural, I mean, the cultural piece we, we can't overlook. Um, so there's a lot there to really figure out. And plus this, this, this little time, you know, I think a lot of people complain nowadays that there's less time. So adding on top of that, a very time sensitive seasonal, uh, time of the year, I think all of that really makes it hard for our clients and why we see a lot of referrals and people really stuck around this time. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start there? Why don't we start with the whole family dynamics? those old family dynamics for you as the person who is the, the, um, the spouse and you are not related to these people, but you're coming into their home for the holidays. You're having the opportunity to watch your mate, someone, you know, as one particular thing, but now you see them around their family and they're, they're falling right back into their old roles. How do you either address that with your mate and what you're seeing? How do you navigate those, um, those new those relations those dynamics that you're not used to how do you approach that part of it the actual dynamics that you're walking into as the outsider well i can tell you one thing you should not do mm-hmm. is say you act just like your mom <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like sure that, you know what i mean right. like you yeah. have to be very very careful how you approach it right mm-hmm. because it can be very sensitive i think you know as the outsider from the outside in I think you can see things a little more clearly. Right. Like where the triggers are, where the patterns are. Right. So you you might be spot on in what you're seeing, but you know, depending on on where your your significant other is in dealing with they they may not see it themselves. So mm-hmm. you have to be very careful um about how you say, you know, hey babe, if you notice that when your mom says this, you do that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's touchy. Yeah. How about you, John? Um, that's a good one by Anisha. So for me, I, I tell, I tell, I tell my couples because like Anisha said, it's very sensitive for folks to be, be back around their families. And, and again, these dynamics, these family dynamics, they organically happen, mm-hmm. right? I always have to warn my clients. It's not like your partner is activating themselves like intentionally to go back i said is is that's the power of family of origin like you right. get in 
and, and your mind, body, and soul starts doing it. So one of the things I highly recommend is I always say do a ton of check-ins. Mm-hmm. You need a lot of check-ins. Like it's stressful. Even even if you come from a relatively healthy family, like it's a lot around the holidays. It's a lot of pressure. And so it's important to just keep checking in with your with your partner. Like, hey, how you doing? What do you need? Right? Mm-hmm. Do you need mm-hmm. a break? You know, um, you know, if, they, if if kids are involved, you know, you, you try to swing it to give the person as much relief because even though they may be smiling <laughs> and having a good time, um, there's still some angst. There's still a lot the person is probably dealing with. So I think check-ins before, I think especially during, I stress yes. it, the during part, mm-hmm. because I think people want to check in like afterwards and debrief. And I think that's just a natural way to go about it. But I, one of the things I practice, I know with my, my wife and I, it's like, yeah, you got to constantly keep checking in because um, even even though the vibe is great and the mood is going well, you just don't know right. what's going on for your partner internally. So we might as well just start providing those touch points, those supports that helps people to kind of get through those moments. Yeah. Yes. The thing that I also think about is how sensitive our mates are going to be around their family, right? They're going to be hypersensitive because of those old dynamics, because of who they are to their brothers, their sisters, their cousins, their aunts, their uncles, their grandmother, their their mothers, their fathers. There's so many other people who they define themselves differently around than they probably are with you. You know, they have established themselves as, you know, your mate, but that's a much different role than they are when they are with their family. So recognize how sensitive they're going to be about those dynamics and those relationships but then on top of that as much as they're going to vent to you because they're going to as much as they're going to vent to you when you step off to the side or when you take a ride somewhere if you go for a walk somewhere they're also going to be very defensive about their family right so as much as you are watching them and you're seeing these dynamics that you're you know not very um keen on when you do bring it to them and when you do address it to them kind of like Anisha said hey don't just say you know you're acting like just, just like your mother instead of saying that um, you have to be very careful how you bring that to them because they're going to want to defend their family. You know, they mm-hmm. know that, you know, you're not as familiar with them as, as they are. Sure. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. whatever you're seeing, they're going to say, okay, well, you don't know them like I do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, they're going to want to defend their family as well. And sometimes you just kind of have to back off, recognize you probably can't be as transparent with your thoughts and your feelings about what's going on as you are at home with your mate when they get around their family, you have to know how to walk that line. There's a very fine line on how you want to um, criticize or maybe even judge some of the behaviors that you're seeing. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, And I think, you know, back to just the idea of those dynamics, um, they're hard worn, you know, Mm -hmm. hardwired really. Um, As a child growing up in your family, you just learn a pattern of behaviors to get along, to keep the peace, to survive, right? And right. so those habits, those patterns, they still exist. They stay there. Even after you've grown and right. uh, matured and you have your own life, when you come back, you start getting back into those grooves again of how things were done and um, finding ways to kind of step back outside of it and articulate it and validate it. Like, I think it's important to be open to the feedback of our spouse. Like when I go home, you know, I need to be open to, you know, what my husband is saying that he's noticing right. about what's going on and and not be defensive. Like, I think it's a challenge sometimes when the spouse who's coming in, right, the outside spouse, um, 
what you don't want to do is make it seem like you're you're making your spouse have to choose true yeah um i do want you to advocate for me i do want you to protect me at the same time i don't want you to feel like i'm making you choose between you know or take sides right i mean some couples it really does come down to that like things will be going on and they'll be looking to the spouse whose you know family it is and like why aren't you standing up for me why aren't you defending me and literally i've had times when the 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 spouse whose whose family it is doesn't see it mm-hmm. right they're yeah. so they don't see it and so to john's point about checking in i think that's essential um and going into each encounter with a plan mm-hmm. so a lot of my couples like we will talk like when we're heading into the holidays i'll at you know so what are your plans for the holidays how are y'all navigating that um to really um set some boundaries beforehand like mm-hmm. around us as a couple um so that whatever is going on outside of us doesn't come between us right yeah the thing too like I, both of you guys are saying with the check-ins and everything your partner is not used to those dynamics right your partner is not used to the the energy um the the jokes the um whatever it is that you guys are used to doing when the family comes around whatever that is recognize your mate more than likely grew up in a much different environment yeah, absolutely. And so, and so you want to be able to make sure that you are, again, checking in on them and seeing where they are with things, seeing how comfortable they are with things, not forgetting that, okay, this is a, a foreign world for them. Mm-hmm. And so making sure that your mate is comfortable, as comfortable as can be, and if they are saying that they're not comfortable about something, not necessarily, like, like Anisha said, choosing sides, but making sure that you are... Um, kind of communicating with your family the same message that okay they may not be used to this so you know you want to be you know you don't have to be as aggressive as you may um may normally be with me or anybody else but recognizing that this person is not even though they're part of the family now this is not their pattern of interaction with their family Mm -hmm. right so john so how do you um talk to your clients about being able to either come to the defense of or recognizing the need to defend their mate when it comes to how their family is um, either interacting with them or pushing to the side or whatever, whatever it is the family may be doing that may be making their mate feel uncomfortable. How do you, how do you talk to your clients about coming to their defense? Um, The coming to the defense one is, is a fine line that you and Anisha and I think myself was even, you know, suggested it's, it's really hard. So, I mean, a couple of things that I talk to folks about is we'll spend like a session or two kind of gearing up for the holidays we'll, where, where we will talk about, hey, what's the style and the culture and the vibe of your family, right? What are some noticeable, what are some notable things that, you know, are pretty distinct when thinking about who you are as a person and then thinking about your partner? And it gets the conversation at least going where they're trying to like, I'm grounding them right back into their family of origin for them to really kind of get a sense of, okay, the reality is like we curse, we go crazy, there's fights and stuff like that. And if the other person's like, oh, it's a little bit more chill, intimate or whatever. Okay. So it's, it's, I do like what Anisha was saying, cause that's, that's the next step, which is okay. So what's the plan? Tariq's point, you know, you come from relatively two different backgrounds. It doesn't mean that it's impossible to navigate. Right. You're just going to have to be very clear on, 
talking about, hey, when I think, when I hear you describe some of the dynamics, we need to be able to advocate. Like, I think it was Riku who was saying, you got to advocate for yourself and say, okay, fights breaking out, not really my thing. Uh, that scares me, right? Like, we need to start speaking up because for our for for us, our own family dynamics is normal, mm-hmm. okay? Like, that's normal. So for the person who's, who, who lives in that family, like, the fight's breaking out at Thanksgiving or Christmas, like, that's just another day in a park. But right. for the other person... It is important, but people have to, in order to lower the defensiveness around this conversation, like I'm saying, you, we have to ground ourselves back into those dynamics, talk about them, highlight them. I think it's even more humanistic to not just listen to what your partner uh, may be experiencing, but think about for you, right? Like, what are some of my triggers? I need a flag, mm-hmm. right? And right. that may be a trigger for your partner as well. Okay, good. We found a couple of things. We can be on this together. And the last thing I'll say is that, but the parts that are probably so normal to you, but could be triggering to your partner, well, it's always important to kind of identify what those behaviors are or, or um, the scenes are, and then talk about like, what is you need? Okay. Do you need a break? Do you need to physically take a break? Do you need a mental mm, right. break? Do you like, do you, do you need a glass of water? Right. That goes to Anisha's part about the plans and Anisha's idea around the plans are good because you know what allows people to feel much more competent and less stressed and anxious in situations? Having a plan. Yeah. So being able to have those conversations, I think, really go a long way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think it's it's incredibly important for both people in the couple to validate each person's experience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. True. Absolutely. Right. So I've seen it where um the person who's coming into the family dynamic, the new person coming in, um, they're trying to tell their partner, yeah, your mom said some whack stuff. <laughs> right? yeah. And if if your partner can't say, yeah, my mom can be that way. Yeah. If they, if they just want to, you know. Defend, uh, right? Yeah, defend their mom. No. And you kind of going back and forth. Like, no, she's throwing some real shade that can be hard. So you do want to say, validate that your partner's experience may completely be completely different than your own Mm -hmm. experience of your family. Mm -hmm. But also validate that the partner who's going home, right, this is their family. And sometimes it's hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And so um, make sure that you are validating, comforting, encouraging their experience of, of being back home. Because sometimes people do feel, depending on what's going on in your family, like you may carry a sense of shame or guilt or whatever, like yep. how your family is interacting. Like you feel, again, like he's talking about, this sense of obligation to go home. You want the kids to have a relationship with these grandparents. But some of the stuff that's going around, like I get triggered because um, I'm embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I don't want this stuff to happen, but I want to be home. And so when your partner can be that safe space, even for the partner who's going home um, is really yeah. important. Yeah. What about the, there's something that both of you guys are kind of tapping into. Um, when you're thinking about where your mate is just in terms of um, how comfortable they may be with the family and you being super comfortable as, as a person who's part of, this is your family of origin, as you being super comfortable with your family and how you just may be moving you know, you're not thinking about anything, you're not thinking about your mate, you're not thinking about your kids, you're not thinking about anybody else. 
because you're home, you're excited to be home. You know, you haven't mm-hmm. seen your family, you know, especially your extended family in such a long time. And so you're, you're home and you're just, you know, you're navigating all these relationships very, very well. And your mate, again, not being as familiar with everybody is kind of sitting back. And so what happens when your mate is not as um, interactive with your extended family as you are and you're kind of forgetting about them? Mm. You know, how do you how do you navigate that part? What do you have to do in order to make sure that you're maintaining that connection? Like you mentioned the check ins, but even throughout just the normal interactions with everybody else, how do you make sure that you're checking, not checking in, but connecting or being sure that your mate is is feeling comfortable and able to connect with other people? Mm-hmm. That's that's I, I don't okay. So the way I'm gonna answer that, I gotta be honest, is like so if someone my mind went straight to okay, so what's the developmental stage like of the relationship? So you can't pull that in the beginning of the relationship. True. Like I, I you just can't. Like I can't I can't imagine like early on if it's the first time I'm going to Thanksgiving. I don't know as many mm-hmm. of the players here to right. to pull that. Yeah. That's gonna cause a lot of problems. I don't care, right. even if your partner is the most outgoing person, you don't pull that because it's it's already stressful people are very conscious about making first impressions there's going to be a lot of people don't know so to to for you for that to be your family of origin and you're just like you know loving the crowd and doing all the other stuff and person feeling behind not going to go well mm-hmm. but 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 if you but if but if it's a couple in which they've been together for a while they 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 have a connection with some of the folks uh there it doesn't have to be with everyone i think that's a completely different scenario i mean you still would need to check in you still need to talk about things and plan but um when you were saying it i was like yeah like that would be a really rough situation Mm -hmm. if that was a couple very very early on who didn't really have the built-up experience with each other's families. Right, I would, I would, yeah, and and I and that's why I wanted to put it out there because I think it'd be easy for folks to say, oh, if they were like introverted, extrovert. I said no. People don't like to go to someone else's family is already stressful. Mm-hmm. To not know anybody on top of that is extremely stressful. So you can't pull that in the early stages of the relationship. But I think over time, I think I think there's wiggle room. I think there's even. Um, ways to have conversation with your partner where you're able to say like, hey, you know, my cousins Tom and Bill are going to be there and, you know, I'm, I I haven't seen them. I'm just going to go crazy. You know, sometimes give people a heads up. Right. I'm so excited to see this person. I may lose consciousness. Okay, good. <laughs> so when I lose consciousness, you know why. Like, you don't freak out or anything like that. But I'm being a little facetious here, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, like, there has to be I don't know, it has to be con- timing and context on how to navigate that, because that could be problematic. But that's a great question, though. I'm not going to lie. It's just that my mind went to the developmental stage of the couple to pull that off without conflict. Right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. What would you say, Trey? Um, well, the main thing to me is just being aware of the space mm-hmm. and being yeah. aware that you are with someone who, and I think John makes a very good point, it's very valid, that it depends on the developmental stage of your of your relationship. If they are coming into this for the first time, or maybe even the second time, right. and they're not as familiar with the different family members and who these people are and who they, they haven't made themselves connected to them yet, right? So they're not, you know, they're not, they're not friends, they're, they're just, you know, they're still basically strangers. Just being aware of that dynamic, being aware in the space, your mate doesn't know anybody. 
Right. <laughs> and, and no matter how excited you are, right, your mate isn't sharing that same sense of excitement. They may be excited to meet your family and get to see oh, you yep, in that yep. environment and get to see that version of you and hear the stories and everything. Exactly. But that's not happening the entire time. You're going to have hours, chunks of time there where people are just kind of sitting around and having their conversations. And if they don't know anybody, if you're not bringing them into it, exactly, then they're going to feel kind of disconnected. So just being yeah. aware that that's where their mate might be. And you want to check in, of course, check in, see right. how they're doing. And they may tell you, no, I'm fine. Go ahead and have fun. But still, you want to be the one who's who's introducing them to people. You want to be the one who's bringing them into conversations. Yeah. Right. You exactly. want to be the one who's making sure that they are fully comfortable. They are exactly. being, you know, and that people are aware that they're there. You know? yeah, yeah. Because just yeah. as excited as you are to see your family, they may be excited to see you. And so they're just pulling you everywhere. Hey, come over here. Right. Who does... Hey, hold on. Let me check on and let me bring right. her with me, right? right. So it's, it's just a matter of doing that, right? What about what about you, Anisha? Well, I was yeah, right along the lines of what you're saying in terms of being aware, just just having an empathy. Yeah, yeah, for your your partner's experience. Um, you know, like you were talking about, um, you have other traditions, um, and when I'm spending Christmas with your family, I'm not with mine. Yeah. Um, and so I may be missing, you know, yeah. my family and, and the way we normally do things. And um, so just having empathy for that experience or like you were saying, John, just the amount of stress yeah. that it takes to be in a different environment around different people. And that may exist even long after you've been there for Absolutely. part mm -hmm. of the family for Absolutely. you, depending on how things go. Um, and the level of connection there, there's some couples who do it seamlessly. Yep. Um, like there just seems to be, you know, a kindred spirit and how things are done and you just kind of embrace and, and welcome one another. Um, but there's some families that remain like in the sense of disconnected us, them yep. separation. Yep. Um, and we don't get to choose those. Mm -hmm. um, we marry our partners but we also get all their family that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. So just having that level of empathy for what your partner may be experiencing in the dynamics of your family, I think is really important. And you know, you bring up a really good point too. Remembering that because you're with your family, your mate isn't with theirs. And keeping yeah. that in mind too, that they may actually be missing that time. They may be, um, you know, they miss having that time with their family. So making the choice to go see yours, you're pulling them away from their own and keeping in mind and just trying to be aware of how they are dealing with that, too. So when you're checking in, not just checking in about how they're doing and navigating this space, but how are they doing with missing time with their yeah. family? Right. Mm -hmm. And that brings up another point or another question for me. A lot of couples have a hard time choosing where to go during the holidays because some people right. are really tied to the tradition of their family coming to one central house and everyone being there. And you may consider, I mean, we're not just talking about Thanksgiving, but we're talking about Christmas too. Sure. You may just want to wake up at home. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you may want your kids to just wake up in their home, in their beds and open up presents to their house on Christmas day. But for you or for your mate, your mate is thinking, well, no, we need to be with, my mother and my uh, my siblings. That's what we we've always done. That. Mm -hmm. How do you begin that process of establishing your own traditions? I guess right. How do you start that process of deciding what we are going to do for the holidays, particularly 
when one of the people are really tied into the tradition of being with their family for the holidays. Hmm. Anisha, what are you doing? Well, I was going to say, it goes back to what we were talking about in terms of planning. I think when you have a plan in place, it helps. Um, First, you do have to come back to what we said. You have to set boundaries around the couple. Like it can be hard, right? Like you, you're going back home to be with family, but you're also perhaps starting your family traditions, like you, your spouse and your kids Mm -hmm. Um, and communicating that up front where our plan is that we will be at home, um, you know, Christmas morning, you know, to do our traditions with the kids and then we'll come Mm -hmm. and be there. But that takes both partners respecting that there's something different happening, like we're creating something different. But you can get to that decision, though. I mean, even before you can get to the plan, you have to make the decision. There has to be a conversation around, okay, what are we actually going to do? Because you may have in your mind, again, you have this plan of what you want. But even getting to making those new decisions around how to navigate, you know, where to go or what we're going to do for the holidays. Yeah, I mean, that takes that conversation together without anybody else us defining what we value and what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, it's hard if someone just holds a line, well, I just want to do it my way. Right, really exactly. A couple works, right? Like there is um, compromise. And compromise means that we don't always get what we want. Like we kind of come to the middle, we sure. make some successes. Right. Um, and, you know, set, set those boundaries around what we've established. So that yeah. there's a bit of give and take, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you can't have one person saying, well, it's just, we always do it this way. Yep. We always have to go and spend it with, you know, my, you know, with big mama. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great for what you did, but for us, it's going to look a little different. So maybe every other year we do that. And then on the off years, we're just home or we're with my family or something, but it does take both people coming to the table to compromise and create, be willing to create something new. Yeah, compromise to me is key. That's the main thing. You have to be willing to compromise. You do have some people who are so, um, again, they're so tied into the traditions of what their family has been for them since childhood that they're not even considering other possibilities. So you have to be willing to compromise. What do you think, Dr. John? Yeah, no, I, I agree with both of you guys. Um, one thing that I I, I want to highlight, though, uh, Anisha kind of brought it up, is even even when making this decision or these sets of decisions, um, I I always push and motivate my clients that this is a you guys are a couple, so you have to present that way, especially mm-hmm. to both of your families. Okay, like whatever decision is made. I always tell them I defer to you, but my biggest thing is we need to be a collective. Like, like this is we. You don't you don't isolate your partner. You don't play these games where it's like, well, we wanted to come, but then you know Susie didn't want to come. Like don't do that. You don't yes. don't throw your partner under the bus. Right. You don't you don't you don't give your family sure. any kind of inkling yes. that that what however this decision played out. They just need to know that, like my partner and I came together on, on the united front. This is this is what we decided, right? The appropriate the appropriate uh, uh, word there is we. You pre- you present it to both families, right? Because yeah. if you don't have it on both families, then it will immediately feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always, especially around the holidays, I'm always telling folks it's we we we. 
and if and if and if folks um parents or or family members inquire you know uh, was it this was it that you stick it's like pr you stick to the same thing yeah we 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 on message. yeah you stay on message i don't mm-hmm. care if people are trying to get info you have to do that because you can't i i have a saying with my couples you need to protect your partner from your family okay <laughs> like you yeah. have to like yep. like and i'm not just making it to be like just a negative thing but the holidays is one of the most sensitive things people people get cut off people get really upset around this time yeah. when things don't play out towards to it towards traditions and if you're fighting to maintain your connection with your partner then this isn't the time to you know uh break ranks and fall back into those family of origin you got to be able to stand on your own and kind of say hey here you know i'm still here my partner and i this is what we've discussed you know we discussed this is the plan you set firm and if we need to be flexible folks can be flexible but please folks I, i i hear this over the years so often and it's a it's a point of conflict do not isolate your partner okay mm-hmm. like it's 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 already hard enough yeah. and 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 so just keep that in mind when making these decisions and to have that united front and if there is disagreement you don't talk to your family members about it you handle that behind closed doors as a couple and if you need to change your decision it's still the same idea we change mm-hmm. and this is the platform yeah 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 um i wanted to say I think I'm thinking about it more now because of the stage of life I'm in with my kids. They're um, young adults. Um, My youngest is 16. She's in high school, but I have a daughter who's in college now. My son is 20. And in thinking ahead about welcoming people into the fold and and my kids maybe having different expectations of what they might want to do. Like I'm used to every holiday together. Right. I'm thinking about myself as, you know, the mother-in-law or what have you. And I feel like it's my responsibility to give my kids permission. Yeah, absolutely. At least from what we normally do and Uh, maybe structure it where, you know, one year we do Thanksgiving, the next year it's Christmas so that there's a sense of, you know, like we will come together on the, uh, you know, we'll make it a priority that we all are together this year, this Thanksgiving, and the next year it'll be Christmas so that you can have a sense of of balance. Like, I don't want to be that one where I'm pressuring my child and making it feel comfortable. So I do think it's incumbent upon even the family to be flexible and give space and to validate and to empower you know, our children to make different decisions and and different traditions. And you bring up an excellent point there, Nisha. The idea that we also have to worry about navigating the expectations of our family. So when we're making our decision around what we want to do, it's not just about what we want, but recognizing too that our families, our extended families, our families of origins have their expectations of what we're going to do. And so, yeah, it's all well and good and say, no, we're our own unit and we can make our own decisions. No, there are politics, all right? There are real serious politics involved in how you are going to navigate what your family is expecting. And so when, you, when you're when you even going through that process, if you don't take that into consideration, that's where the feelings really begin to get hurt. That's where people begin to actually isolate you. So when we have conversations with our clients around the need to set boundaries, we also want to make sure that we're talking about what those politics are going to look like because one of the reasons why people have such a hard time establishing those boundaries is because they are worried about how their family may respond to them, how their mm-hmm. family may isolate them, 
when we set those boundaries. So here it is the holidays. And again, everyone has their traditions. Everyone, you know, wants things to be a certain way because this is what they're used to. And they've been going back generations and doing this. And now because you live so far away and other people in the family live so far away, the expectation that everyone comes back here because this is home base. How do you begin to have those conversations? And you should, I like the fact that you're already aware that I need to be aware that my kids are growing up and they may have their own plans. But how do you as the, the couple begin to have the conversation with your family of, around changing the expectations of what's going to happen for the holidays? Mm-hmm. I mean, I started telling my clients just as simply as start planting those seeds early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it sometimes is, it is that simple, like just start letting folks to know or just getting a sense or at least a general lay of the land of what the holidays will like look like for your family. Right. I think both partners can do that. Um, then you can plan behind the scenes and then just start planting seeds and just letting, you know, folks, this family know like, Hey, Christmas would be looking different. This is, these are some of the things that we're thinking about or whatever, but I think earlier conversation, I don't know, because again, I don't think, especially for the family's sake, it could be jarring just to have like that abrupt out of nowhere kind of decision. I think, you know, some folks, you know, you just kind of, you, you plant those seeds, you give people a heads up, you, right. you see where there's flexibility and there's not. So that's one thing that I usually let folks know because um, holidays are so sensitive, yeah. and these and these traditions, to, to you know, and 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 you both are really stressing it, and I and I'm going to stress it again. Again, I think even something as basic as planting the seeds. The reason why I say this is because this is a very very sensitive time of the mm-hmm. year. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if we think about how busy we are, and you guys just said it too, people are living further away than ever. COVID has really disrupted a lot for folks. And so the holidays are like even more critical. And so if there isn't plans, if there isn't like seeds being planted, I mean, people are going to internalize these things. And Mm -hmm. so no need for that uh, as best as much as possible. So I'd say plant seeds, start some of these conversations or at least coordinating and have an idea with your respective families as early as possible. Yes. Like it can be something as simple well, I'm saying simple, but it's not simple. <laughs> right, right. You go home and the expectation is we're all together in the house. It was like that at my grandma's house. Like it was wall to wall people. Like we're just, everybody just look for a space of carpet and <laughs> right. on the blanket yeah. or whatever. You know, you're married now and your spouse is like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. yeah. I'm grown, son. I ain't sitting on the floor. Or just needing space. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it, it can be intense to be around family. And so we want to stay at a hotel. Mm. Yeah, but I'm not sure how to bring that up without somebody getting offended. Like your house isn't good enough, or you know, I just, I just need some space. And so it's okay to do that. Yeah. To say absolutely. And I, I like what you're saying, John, about planting the seeds early. Yeah, don't just drop that in. Like yeah. we arrive, and we're saying, oh no, exactly. Don't not, do that in the night. Don't we're, do that. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, heads up months in advance. Absolutely that when we come, we're going to stay in a hotel. Um, and you come up with the messaging around it. And- Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Well, folks, it is that time. It is that time for us to wrap things up. But before we do that, we want to make sure that we give you our noble truths. We want to give you our noble truths, our bullet points, our highlights from today's conversation. Something that you can make sure you take with you 
into these holidays and be better prepared for what you're going to be seeing. So, Anisha, let's start off with you. What are your noble truths for this week's conversation? Um, have empathy for each person's um, experience. Validate their experience. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Like John said, before, during, and then an after debrief. <laughs> right. Yeah, what about for you, Dr. John? What are your noble truths? Um, I, I would say start, as a couple, start those conversations early with your respective family, plant those seeds early, um, and especially for the couples out there, you know, stick to the collective we. It goes a long way. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think for me, one is recognize everybody can't have their way. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's necessary to compromise. You're going to have to negotiate what we're going to do for the holidays. You're going to have to negotiate what you're doing while you're there. It's constant negotiation, but it's important to recognize that you can't always have things exactly your way. And you have someone you have someone else. Again, like John said, the we. You have someone else that you need to keep in mind the entire time. So make sure that you maintain the awareness of that. And secondly, you have to, again, <laughs> make sure that your mate feels safe, your mate feels comfortable. Don't go out here into these, you know, these situations and forget that you're there with your mate. Your mate is coming with you. They're giving up their own traditions, their own time with their own family to be with you and yours. Don't leave them sidelined. Make sure you're pulling them into those dynamics. Well, no, maybe not the dynamics, but at least the conversations. You don't want to pull anybody into your mad crazy dynamics, but you want to make sure you're pulling them into conversation. So please do not forget about your mate. Right? Sound about right, guys? That's pretty yes. dope. All right. Yeah. Well, it is the end of this wonderful show. I hope you guys enjoy your holidays. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Royal Cypher and Anisha, I want you to let everyone know where they can find out more about you and your practice. You can find me at growthpointtherapy.com. Oh, what about on social media? All right. Anisha Prasad. Dr. John, what about you? How can people find out about what's going on with you? Yeah, now come check us out at kingsoftheheart.com. Always doing some amazing stuff. Um, in terms of clinical practice, you know, come check us out at the Relationship Counseling Center of Maryland, RCC Maryland, spell out the Maryland.com. Um, type in Dr. John Hart. I'm on social media, all different platforms, doing a lot of different works, great works out there, like the Bear Institute of Justice. So, pretty busy, but yep. also stay ground and humbled for the people, man. So, go. can't complain. What about you, Brother Rick? Where where, where where can we find you at, man? Well, of course, you can find me at kingsoftheheart.com right there with Dr. John. You can also go to our Facebook page, our IG page. We got to get some other pages started, too, because like I said, we're not just doing audio anymore. We're doing video. So you can catch clips of our shows, our past shows and everything, just to get a little highlights about what we've been talking about for all this time. Um, you can find out more about me, though, at my media website, viewsandvibes.com, or you can find out more about my clinical practice at insightmft.com. Um, we are streaming on all the different platforms. You can find me on social media at Tyreek Omari Waltz, just like Anisha said, Anisha Prasad. Um, you can find me <laughs> very simply just by my name on social media as well. So that's it. Look it. Guys, wonderful show. Great seeing you guys. Anisha, thank you for being part of our Royal Cypher. Yes, yes. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. We, you know, we miss you. We will see you, um, I guess, for the next Royal Cypher. Yep. And uh, yeah. yeah, you guys take care of yourself. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, listen, Peace. take care. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace.